A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> well, there's probably a, a balance between. I believe you have to know Christ, but God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> my mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God's by faith in his son. <laughs> Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> and... Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. <laughs> So put your trust in the sovereign risen king Who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples But we take what he's created and we turn him into idols I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of TBMs Yeah, spirit and truth is worship viewed in this chemistry But, but some are spewing distorted views of the Trinity Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog, episode 64. I'm your host, the Evangelical Norm. So, a little early episode this week, a little extra episode, um, which can happen whenever anything comes up. So, usually with the Master's Dog, I'm responding to Saints Unscripted and their faith and beliefs, and then we're doing the uh, False Teacher of the Week uh, feature. And usually that's pretty much it uh, through the week, a couple of podcasts. But if things come up that, that I feel like require uh, addressing, like today, then I'm going to throw out these episodes as as issues pop up and, and things come up that need to be addressed. Or I feel like I can uh, adequately speak to them. Because again, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of false teachers and and cults and and so on that that I'm not even close to qualified to, to commenting on, and so I'm I don't hit. But there are certain things again, 
kind of the people that are in the intro video, if you haven't seen the intro video, go to YouTube and check it out. If you're somebody who just listens online, um, you're just getting a really cool song by result. You don't get to see all the, uh, the people that are in it. That's kind of my wheelhouse. Those are, I, I choose, chose those pictures because those are areas that I deal with. And so one of those people, uh, specifically is Todd White, um, you know, kind of followed his his career, if that's what you want to call it, for quite a while. Because I kind of started out where where Todd White is not. I mean, not doing parlor tricks on the street of lengthening legs and stuff. But I was very much uh, into the the naturally supernatural uh, vineyard movement, miracles, signs and wonders, all those things. When I when I first got into um, pastoring and so on that was where I was was you know I was in the vineyard movement they are very heavily focused on the miraculous and so on so a lot of uh casting out demons um we spent uh four hours one time in in a room with a dead member of our church uh begging God to resurrect her so so again very much kind of Bethel style uh bad teaching stuff so I, I've been where Todd White is and so to see what came out in this video today is very encouraging for me because I'm seeing him kind of set his feet hopefully apparently put, setting his feet on the same path that God had set my feet on so it looks like God is is moving him in this direction and again with anything like this I'm very skeptical just by my nature who I am and so I want to watch very close to see what is going on but I wanted to share this video and kind of comment a little bit um, with you and I didn't use I'm not, I don't have the whole video I pulled a few clips off of the the message that he preached I apparently came out yesterday um, 48 minutes if you want to watch the whole thing I will put the 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 link for the entire sermon and I actually suggest you go watch the whole thing um, it is it is really good um, so I'll put the link in in the description um, but I've got about 12 minutes of, of this 48 minute sermon that we're gonna listen to and kind of respond to that way we're not here for two hours responding to this but uh, we've got the meat of what um, he's going through and what looks like God is doing with him so with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump in and we'll watch. And as we do, we'll stop and, and talk about things as we need to. So here is uh, Todd White. I've been asking Jesus to take me deeper into the gospel. Okay, so let's stop right there. Again, for whatever reason, again, these are these are questions that we don't ask unless God really puts it in our heart to ask. Generally, and and again, I can't make a sweeping statement, but as I was asking these questions, as I was going, give me a, a deeper understanding of what is the gospel, God. That was God putting that question in my heart. I mean, I could have been completely satisfied with pastoring the church with the you know willow creek uh seeker friendly um 
don't offend anybody, uh, you know, emotionalism and so on. I could have been fine with that and, and could have maintained a, a, a pretty happy church with that. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what happens when you start taking and, and going, God, get me deeper into the gospel and then going places where it appears that Todd White is going. We'll, we'll talk about what that does to a seeker-friendly church. Um, but so, again, I have to assume that if he's asking these questions, it's because God is moving him in the direction that God wants him to go, and so he's putting those questions in his heart. Just to show me his heart for humanity. I don't believe, I don't believe that the job for reaching the lost is just up to the evangelists. I don't believe that. I've never believed it. I believe that it's up to us, the church, to reach the lost. One of the hardest things for me in witnessing and sharing my heart. So before we get there, see, and I, I was of a mindset of... of Initially, when I first got saved and when I was first kind of, uh, you know, moving into to pastoring and, and so on, as I was feeling this draw on me to to shepherd and, and teach and preach, um, I felt that uh, evangelism was really just for evangelists. It was for those people who were eloquent of speech and who would who could, you know, gather a crowd and and, you know, give Tony Robbins like inspirational speeches and so on. Um, that's kind of where I was. So I mean, Todd is to say that he never believed that. I mean, he's actually in a better spot than I was um, at that point. People, is that when a person doesn't see their need for Jesus, I don't know if that bothers anybody else. It bothers me to the point of tears. I'm like, Lord, how can I reach? How can I reach them? How can, how can I reach them with the gospel? How can I? How can I? And words of knowledge and prophetic and all that. It's amazing. Miracles. I love it. So again, these are my, where I was with the vineyard is these were things that were supposed to be used to show people God's power and who God was and God was real. And rather than giving them a gospel message of sin and repentance. It was show them the power. Power evangelism was what John Wimber uh, advocated and, and presented to, um, to the, the vineyard movement. And I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote the book, Naturally Supernatural Now. Um, but again, he, he was the same thing. He, this was the, the continued push of the power evangelism. It's not about a, a, a spoken message, but it's about the, the miraculous power of God and using that to, to draw people in. And that's where parlor tricks like lengthening legs on the street or in Walmart or whatever come into play. And, uh, you know, but obviously there's, there's something, uh, there's a new added uh, aspect that is being added to Todd White to the miraculous and, and what was given to me as well um, in the uh, 15 or so years ago as I started to, to God put my feet on this same path. 
but there's really no way for a person to realize their need for grace if they don't realize that they've offended God. So again, that that is that is a statement that rarely will you hear um, come from a signs and wonders uh, group or preacher, because. Again, if, if you're going to start showing, telling people you've offended God, you've, you've broken laws, you're a sinner, then you, you're pushing away your audience. You're, you're pushing them away from Christ, and you're, you're going to lose them. So before you, you do anything like that, any kind of talk about sin, you've got you've to, gotta, boom, you've got to give them the, the, the miraculous first. And, and that's why you see so many videos of Todd White on the street praying for healing and stuff, and um, you know, where he's with a, a, a Satanist and he's like, I, I don't, I don't want to call you a sinner. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I just want to love you, man. I just want to show you that, that God loves you. You know, again, of, of all people that to, to take this statement from, but it, we're not saved just because God loves us. It's not God's love that did the saving. It was the action of Christ on the cross. Yes, God loves the world, and God has a, a common grace love for everybody in the world, every creature, but only so many are going to be saved. So it's, if, if it were just on the fact that God loves you, that's what saved you, then everyone, it would be a universalism thing, because God has a common grace love for every one of his creatures. But those who repent and put their trust in Jesus Christ are those that are saved. And it's because of what he did on the cross, which fed out of love. It was out of the love that Christ went to the cross. But it's only applied so far, right? It's only so many people actually experience that grace and that salvation. So to hear again, uh, 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 a signs and wonders preacher like like Todd White to say you have to show people that they've offended God that that kind of upsets the 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 boat it, it rocks the boat a little of the power evangelism uh, structure. A reason for doing is because you don't want to live that life of sin and offend a holy God. He's, He's a holy God, God and he loves, loves us with everything, everything we are, everything he is. Like, he is love. But, but because, because he is love doesn't mean that he's not going to enforce the reality of the truth. Okay, so where, where he's coming from on this, and, and we'll get a little bit, but he, he's, he's been, he mentions in here that he's been reading Spurgeon and he's been reading Ray Comfort. Now, again, here is this common denominator that God has used. Now, Obviously, it's the Holy Spirit that God uses to draw us into any aspect of truth and understanding and enlightenment of Scripture and understanding of, of Scripture and the law and the gospel and so on. It's the Holy Spirit, but God uses men, and God obviously has used, as you listen to this whole sermon, as much as he, he takes Ray Comfort's Hell's Best Kept Secret, um, and applies it throughout this message that he preaches, God used Ray Comfort to to turn me and place my feet reading and learning about Ray. So I, as a pastor of the vineyard, I had a, a board of elders who decided, which is, again, an odd thing for a vineyard movement because a lot of the, the pastors in the vineyard are, are uh, not 
classically trained uh, seminary pastors. They're, they're guys that have gotten their training through, whether it's just real world experience or um, other means um, of coming to uh, knowledge of scripture and ability to teach and preach and so on. Um, and so I had these people that were like, well, we want you to get more education. And one couple said, we're going to give you this money and use it for whatever you want, as long as it's some kind of education. And I said, well, I want to do Ray Comfort School of Biblical Evangelism. And, uh, and, and that was step one that God used to, to put me on this path towards reformed theology, towards um, a, a, a stronger uh, foundation in, in the truth of the, of the word of God. Are you, Are you with me? me? I, I saw this when I got, got saved. saved. And, and for, for some, some reason, reason it's taken me 16 years to explain, to explain it. it. And again, I mean, I understood when I got saved, I understood there was, there was my sin that had to be forgiven and so on. I knew this. I knew there, there was, it was sin and repentance and, and, and so on. But just like him, I was like, well, it took me a, a while. It took me not quite 16 years, um, far, maybe six years to, to come to a place where I was like, this is repentance is required for salvation. I can't just give people miracles. I can't just give them feel good. Um, God loves you. I, I have to start talking about uh, sin and repentance. I have to put this out there because it, it was becoming obvious to me um, that there was no salvation without repentance. So again, God is, is moving and, and directing the feet of Todd White. And, and I, I feel, feel like, like I've, I've just, just seen, seen something, something completely, completely brand, brand new. new. What, what I, I won't ever do is take the miraculous out of the gospel. gospel. It's, it's miraculous. Mirac it's, it's a, a miracle, miracle that, that I can come, come to Jesus, Jesus through all my junk and all my sin and him say, not, not guilty. guilty. That's, That's a miracle. miracle. That's, That's a miracle. miracle. But, but if, if I, I come, come to Jesus and I say yes and I come and I become a part of a church or I just become a part of something where it's just a Sunday thing, but I'm living in sin Monday through Sunday, what has really changed? And why would the world want the gospel from somebody that's not living it? Why, why would, why why would, would people, people want what you have if you're not even excited about what you say you have? Why would people want what you say and want to change life if your life isn't changed? Why would they want your Jesus if your Jesus looks just like their life? Right, so again, he, he says, I'll never take the miraculous out of the gospel. This is where I was. I was like, okay. And, and so I was like, I understood that I had to make the gospel a, a core aspect of of what I was doing in ministry, but I wanted to also continue in this this power evangelism. But I wanted the, there to be a radical middle, um, and so my statement was, you know, you can go into Walmart all day long, and you can take the person in the wheelchair by the hand and have them stand up and walk out, but if you don't give them the gospel, then you've just let them walk off into the kingdom of hell with two perfectly good legs. You know, you can, you can, uh, take the blind or, or the deaf or, or any of these things and you can resurrect the dead, right? This is my attitude at the time. And, but if you don't give them the gospel, then you're just sending them back off into the kingdom of hell with, with a new lease on life kind of thing. 
And so, and then what he's talking about again is, you know, understanding that, that God is holy and we have to, we are called to holiness. It is a, a, a walk and he, he gets it. He talks a little bit about that. It's not legalism. It is, it is literally what God has called us to do and that this is what, um, you know, and so there, there's kind of a, an aspect of, you know, walking the talk, but he's, he's more focusing on backing up the talk and, and the fact that the talk is, uh, the, the essential part of this here. And he gets deeper into that as he, as he gets through into, um, his message. They wouldn't! Are you guys with me? me? It's, it's the gospel. gospel. I am so, so convicted. convicted. I'll, I'll never, never be a legalist. legalist. Why? Because, because legally, legally I could never walk out the commandments. commandments. Never. never. I could I never, never do it. it. What, what I, I do is I cling to Jesus, Jesus all the more. There's, There's no, no way that I can do this. There's no way. There's no way. Some people, I've talked to some people, they're like, you know, you know um, well, my, my God, God would never do this, and my God would never create a helpful people. people. My, my God, God is good, and my God, God is this. Your, your God, God doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. He's, He's a graven image of your mind. mind. Okay, and so again, that was that was a, a powerful statement that usually you're not going to get from somebody who is engaging in the power evangelism, because again, that's an offensive statement to say to somebody, you have fashioned for yourself a God, an idol that suits your own needs, that, that adheres to your own ability to sin and that your God will, will condone your sin. What that, what happens in it, it's a con it's obvious, usually, uh, discouraged is you're going to lose your audience. You're going to lose the opportunity to show them miracles or speak to them words of knowledge or any of these things because you're offending them. So don't offend them. So I was encouraged to just hear him make that statement. And so now we're going to see, he's going to kind of get into, we're going to get, I've got a couple of longer clips, maybe not this one, but there's one at the end that's like eight minutes and we'll go through where you'll see where this is coming from, what he is looking at that is causing him to make these statements. But what, what happens, happens when you come in to the gospel and you're, and you're told, told that Jesus, Jesus is going to give you love, joy, peace? Your life is going to be filled with amazing happiness and abundance. And what you get is trials, tribulations, persecution. I am, I am so, so convicted, convicted that I can't even tell you. you. I'm, 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 I'm trembling inside. inside. So I, really me. Me. I, I love God with everything in me. me. But the, the American, American church, church has, has lost, lost the reality of what repentance looks like. Okay. So again, that's a very key statement to say that the American church has lost the, the, the idea of what repentance looks like. And, and again, so many of these guys that are in power evangelism, they are going and, and, and giving a message of Jesus can do this. He can make your body feel better. He can give you this stuff. It's a prosperity. It's a, and, and Todd has not really been much of a, a health or a wealth preacher of a prosperity. He's kind of started to get into it because of his encounters and his, his uh, interactions with Kenneth Copeland. 
um, which has just been over this last year. So this is a, an amazing transition because he, he started to fall heavily under Ken Copeland's uh, influence, and now it seems like he's, he's drawing away. But again, just that statement that, again, these are things that I found myself saying along this path. And so it's very encouraging for me to hear him say that because those are the places that I've been. And I'm just praying and praying and praying that he truly is walking that same path out of false teaching that God had to draw me along. And so now this is this is a longer clip and we'll let more, play a little bit more. And hopefully I I'll, I'll, won't stop as much because I want you to hear a lot of what he's saying and then we'll deal with it at, at the end. Um, but. We'll just let him keep talking. I am not perfect, but I am strongly convicted. And I'm going to live this thing out. I'm going to walk it out. I'm like so excited. To, I feel like I just met Jesus again. You have no idea. I'm like. That. Sorry. I got to keep stopping. But that is a key thing because, again, that is exactly where I was. I am fully confident in 1997 in, in my car when Jesus saved me that I was saved, that I had repented of my sin and put my faith in Christ. But I did not carry that aspect of the gospel when I was going out and teaching and preaching and doing the things that I was doing. And so when I got to the point when I was convicted of the fact that this is an essential part of preaching the gospel, using the words and using the law and showing people the bad news and why they need the good news, that it was a point in time where I was like, I even questioned, I'm like, was I ever even saved? Did I ever even do this? You know, so again, that idea of I feel like I'm just meeting Jesus for the first time. It, 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 it's it's a, a very, very encouraging statement. There's, there's, there's this, this rekindled, rekindled thing inside, inside of me. This, this has, has been, been the, the hardest, hardest season of my life. life. I'm like, I'm Lord, Lord, what are, are you doing? doing? He, he said, said, I'm pruning every branch that you have. have. I'm, I'm like, like it's, it's not okay. okay. It, it hurts. hurts. And he, he said, said, if, if you, you were, were dead, dead, it wouldn't hurt. hurt. There, there are, are parts, parts of you that, that need, need to die, die so, so I'm, I'm going, going to kill them. them. Now, now, I can, I can either, either say, well, I don't agree with that, Lord, Lord and, and I can, can preach another gospel. gospel. Or well, I, can I can agree with it and go, go under it. it. It says that if you're, if you're an illegitimate son, then God doesn't correct you. But if you are a legitimate son, if you're a legitimate child, there is always correction going on, and I don't run from it, I, I run, run into Jesus, Jesus and say, oh God, I, I need you so bad right now. Uh, listening to the people in the room that he is preaching to, it's it's noticeable that there's some, some fairly uncomfortable laughter. Um, probably, I mean, usually these rooms are far more, and I mean, there are people responding and stuff like that, but it almost feels as I'm listening and again, having been on that side of this, um, recognizing that the uncomfortableness, the, the, the um, nervous laughter and so on, I guarantee you the majority of the people in this room have not heard this. To hear someone say that if you're a legitimate son, God is dis going to discipline you. And if you're not, that's not a, a, a thing that is, is generally taught in these churches. These are 
the God's so crazy about you. He has his picture on your, on his refrigerator kind of, of, of teaching that usually these guys get. So this is a different thing. This is, this is almost on the level of, uh, Matt Chandler stepping into the code orange, uh, conference and preaching. You're not David. God's not for you. God is for God. It's, it's been, been my, my life, life for the, the last, last six months. months. Oh, oh God, God, but the but last, last month, month I went away, I'm like, we're going on vacation, vacation. it's going to be awesome. Oh God, God. This, this isn't awesome. awesome. It's, it's hurting, hurting me. me. Hurting, hurting me. Nevertheless, Lord, your, your grace is sufficient for me. me. Why? Why? I, I need, need to understand, understand what real grace is. There is a movement on the earth of twisted demonic stuff, man. It's not okay. It's, it's not, not okay. okay. We, do we do not have, have a license to live however we want. That's, That's not true. true. That's, That's not, not the gospel. gospel. No, no, no. no. We, we live, live like Christ. Christ. We, we be imitators of God, dear children. We walk in love even as he loved us. If anybody has this hope in him, he ought to purify himself just like he is pure. That's a big deal. If anybody say that he abide in him, he ought to walk just like Jesus walked. Not different, just like. How can I walk just like? Man, God, how can I walk just like? Okay, I'm going to prune you and show you. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay, well, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Gosh. I don't know how many of you said yes to Jesus and immediately faced tribulation and trial. How many, How many of you, you said, said yes, yes to Jesus, Jesus and everything, everything went, yay? How many, How many of you said yes to Jesus and your whole life was, wow, no, no trouble. trouble. Walking, Walking on, on water, water can do it in my own strength. How many of you did that? How many people have been told, come to Jesus now if you're tired of your life? And you, and like, you to like to give, give Jesus, Jesus a chance. chance. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. We, we have created, created half-hearted Christians, Christians in the gospel, gospel message. message. Wow. God's, God's not, not looking, looking for half-heartedness. Half you're, you're either, either in, in it or, or you're out of it. it. You're, you're for him or you're against. against. You, you gather, gather or you scatter. scatter. This, this isn't partial. partial. Dude, if you want partial, don't choose Jesus because he's not partial. There's no partiality with him. He is, he is not, not a partial, partial God. God. It's, it's all or none. none. You, you either, either flee, flee from sin or you live in it. You flee from it or you live in it. And if your God that you think you have condones your sin and understands, you do not have the God of the Bible. So again, and this is a powerful thing because... I remember being here because it's a point where, and I, and I don't know if there's like some, some crazy sin that Todd has experienced or been dealing with or what, aside from just false teaching. But when you come to the point where you're looking at the law and the gospel and recognizing the fact that, that Jesus died, really understanding the fact that, you know, not glossing over the fact that Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sin. That your sin, that thing you did, that vile thing you did three hours ago, 
10 hours ago, 12 hours ago, 24 hours ago, a week ago, that vile thing that you did that you are trying to hide and, and trying to, to, to conceal, put Jesus on the cross. And when you start preaching this again to other people, when you start talking about the, the, the law and do, would you call yourself a good person? Have you ever lied? And so on. And recognizing this, it causes you to look in on your sin. I truly never became free from, from porn addiction and those things until I really got a, a clear understanding of the gospel. And so as Todd is, again, talking about this, you know, talking about, and, and, and when I wasn't, wasn't preaching a clear presentation of the gospel of, of your need to die to your sin, to kill your sin through repentance and faith in Christ. And absolutely that it's, it's Christ that kills it. It's not you that kills it on your own, that it is through Christ that this sin is killed and recognizing that for such a time, I wasn't preaching that. And to hear him say that this, make the statement that we're making half-hearted Christians you know, it's and I, I've 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 talked about this with with uh, about other false teachers, but it, it's it it stings against me because there are many people that I shared the gospel with or led to Christ without a true presentation of the gospel that I fear that I may see those people when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, when we, we stand before him, that those may be people that I see stand before him and say, Lord, Lord, would we not do these things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. You know, Todd expresses some of that. He gets into that here in a little bit. But it's a, a, a painful thing to think that I gave a false gospel to somebody created a false convert out of somebody, helped them, made them think that they were saved and they may not be saved because I didn't have a clear understanding of the gospel. I wasn't preaching a clear understanding of the gospel. And so I was giving people this, this sugar-coated God is nuts about you kind of, he just wants you to be healthy and, and, and good and, and some of those people that I preach that to may not see heaven. You don't. You don't. I, was I was so, so excited, excited to come, come and share my heart, heart and then God's, God's been overwhelming me and wrecking me. me. Don't, don't you fear. That's God. God. Don't, don't you fear. For, For a second, second don't, don't you fear. Don't you fear. We want to launch, launch a church. church. We're going, going to. to. It's going to be amazing. amazing. But, but it, it won't, won't be half-hearted. Half and, and I'm not accusing others of being. I'm, I'm saying, saying as, as for me and my house, we will serve, serve the Lord. I so pray that that is true. I really do. And, and again, I, I do this, this podcast, this master's dog, where I'm, where I'm critiquing and I'm, I'm talking about false teachers and so on. And I'm pointing out their, their heresies and their false teachings and stuff like that. And sometimes it comes across that I'm, I'm just, you know, nitpick and nitpick and nitpick. But I truly do. As, as I, I look at these guys, I pray. You know, I, I think I, I tried to get it, you know, really into Kenneth Copeland in the, in the message or the, the episode I did about him. Um, 
praying that these men and women will repent of their sin, repent of their false teaching, and come to know Christ. Because if they stay in that, not only are they going to have to stand and, and endure watching person after person after person that they misled hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you, but then they'll hear it themselves. We pray for these guys. I pray that this is true. I pray that as he starts this new church, that it's not going to be half-hearted, that it is going to be uh, full of the gospel. God, God said, said that, that holiness, holiness isn't, isn't an, an option. option. Now, now, we, we can, can never be holy in our own strength. strength. We, we be holy as he is holy. But we, we have, have to see that he is holy. He's, He's not, not a God, God of compromise. compromise. He's, He's not. not. He's, He's not, not a God of compromise. compromise. He's, He's God, God, the eternal God, God the, the one that chose to send his son as a substitute for you. Because we could not walk out the law. We couldn't. All, all of us have sinned, and all of us have fallen short of, of, of the glory of God. None of us have made it in our own strength. We can't make it in our own strength. God is faithful and just. Sometimes people think, well, I only did a little bit. Yes, people, like a commandment, thou shalt you know, not bear false witness. What's that mean? Lying. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's what it means. Am I lying? So, so if I, I ask, ask the kid, kid hey, hey, listen, have, have you, you ever, ever lied before? before? Well, well, I mean, I mean little, little lies. lies. Well, well, what, what lie, lie makes you like a liar? A little, a little lie or, or big lies? lies. Well, well, I mean, I mean lies. lies. Yeah, but yeah, I only told a couple. couple. Well, well, does, does ten, ten lies make you a liar or does one lie make you a liar? How does that work? Well, I guess I'm a liar. Okay. Have you ever taken anything? Have you ever stolen anything before? Oh, Again, this is classic race right. does that make you? the way of the master style. Well, I don't know. I'm not a bad person, but what does it make you if you steal? A thief. That's not, that's not horrible, and I'm not condemning you. It's the truth. You don't have to condemn people because all people are condemned that don't believe in Jesus. Do you understand that's the Bible? The Bible says that all are under condemnation that don't believe in Jesus. Again, another statement that you rarely will hear in the power evangelism uh, realm. Are you Are with me? me? John 3. The Bible, the Bible also says, says that everyone has the, the law written, written in their hearts. hearts. It's, already it's already there. So if so I, I ask, ask a good person if lying is wrong, they will tell me yes. If I ask a bad person if lying is wrong, they will tell me yes. So lying, thieving, adultery. Is cheating, cheating on your, your wife, wife. But, but adultery, Jesus says, is committing it with your eyes and your heart. heart. So, so like, like that, that makes the best of people lying, adulterous thieves. That's, that's crazy, crazy, and that and doesn't, doesn't sound. Like, wait a minute, you're, you're condemning. condemning. No, I'm not. not. You're, you're already condemned. condemned. All, All people are condemned. It says by the law. It says in 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 the in the Psalms, in Proverbs, it says the law converts the soul. The soul is converted from the law. That doesn't mean that we preach it as legalists. That just means that if people don't know that they're sinners, they won't see their need for a Savior. This is hard for people, huh? It's hard for me. It's hard for me. Because I feel like I haven't preached the whole gospel. And I repent. I repent. You have no idea... I will, I will not, not be, be responsible, responsible 
I believe that when I preach that the blood of people is on my hands. I believe that when I walk by a person and don't share a witness, I believe that their soul is in my, my, in my, in my power. Not my power, I can't save them, but it's my power with my words that I can say something that can. Okay. So yeah, I mean, what you, you, you can see that you know he's getting caught up in words and, and stuff like that. This is not a, a message that he's used to preaching. It really isn't. And and to hear him say, you know, I'm preaching, not preaching the whole gospel, and I repent. I mean, this is stuff that I've been praying for for these guys for a long time. You know, I don't I don't just look at false teachers and go just be condemned. You know, I pray that they, that they come to the knowledge of Christ in this. And I'm praying that this is a a a a path that that God is drawing him on that is going to continue. And again, like I said, I I'm skeptical because I'm skeptical. <laughs> it's it's the way God wired me. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch and I'm going to wait. And see what kind of fruit God bears out through this in Todd. But I'm encouraged. I really am. As encouraged as I was months ago to hear Benny Hinn repent of, of preaching a prosperity gospel. Of sowing a seed and, and, and gaining back a hundredfold and so on. You know, to hear that kind of repentance come from men like this who I've watched and I've, I've said these are false teachers. And then to see God begin to move in them and to, to turn them and draw them. And again, my, my prayer, my, my absolute prayer is that, that someday Todd will, will, will walk the same path. And, and again, as he said things like, I, I, you know, I, I want to keep the miraculous in. That, I was in the same place. But as I continued to walk and I continued to, to go on this path, I, I began to understand that I had to let some of those things go. You know, do I believe that God can still heal people miraculously? Absolutely. When God wants to. And there's a reason why they're called miracles and not Monday. Because they don't happen every day. Men like Todd White are not giving given a, a, a constant gift of just going out and healing anybody that they feel like healing. There's no activating your healing ministry. There is none of the, there is, we pray for people to be healed. And when God wants to do it, God will do it. And we do it expectingly and so on, but we don't go out and, and do parlor tricks to try to bolster the truth. I mean, the epidemic of short legs in this nation especially in and around California and places where Todd White happens to be is immense and crazy. And I pray that as he walks this path, that as God is drawing him where he's reading Spurgeon and he's reading Ray Comfort and he's reading this stuff and he's, he's, he's preaching this gospel, that God will continue to draw him away from the parlor tricks and into a just a solid ministry of preaching the gospel and again it doesn't mean you don't pray for the sick you don't go to somebody who's who you're preaching the gospel to and go you you got a sore shoulder let me pray for you you got a you got an injury let me pray for you 
but this this literally is I'm I'm watching him is the place that I was 15 years ago where God set me on the path towards reformation of my theology in solid biblical teachers and I'm praying that God is going to draw Todd White away from Kenneth Copeland and a, away from Benny Hinn and away from Todd Bentley and away from the new apostolic reformation and away from Bethel and I pray that those people as, the, as Todd is being drawn away from them that other leaders will follow other men and women who are caught in this, these places will follow that on that path to reformation. And that they will find themselves in a place where they, like hopefully Todd, and where God has brought me, where they're in a place where they always preach the gospel at all times and use words because they're necessary. Keep praying for Todd White. Pray for what God is doing in him. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.